All securities through Money Concepts Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. Sutherland Wealth Partners is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. And no opinions expressed in this podcast should be taken as a recommendation or advice. Episode, I guess you'd call it 2.5 of the weekend wind up. We're kind of going to do a quick one here. Uh, I'm here with Alana Gaither, another financial advisor at Sutherland Wealth Partners. And say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Happy to be here today. So, the reason that me and Alana are sitting together today is because this episode is actually going to be a little bit more focused on the younger generation. I guess you could say the millennial generation, probably ages, mm-hmm. you know. 22, just graduated college, even all the way up to, I think, 35, 40 is really what this episode can apply to. Uh, The reason that we got together today is I was on, I think I was on Twitter the other night, and I saw a headline from a tweet, I think it was from Cheddar maybe, which is a kind of millennial-focused financial news account, Mm -hmm. and the headline read... um, living off $25 an hour in New York City. So everybody knows how expensive New York City is. I mean, I think, Alana, you probably could speak to that even more with your sister living there. And yeah, not, not a cheap place to live. So $25 an hour, you know, it's, it's pretty decent. I think that equates out to about $40,000 a year. Don't check my math there because I just did that <laughs> in my head. Um, so it, it was interesting. So I, I clicked on the article and I started reading through the article and I went into it with the assumption that this was going to be someone who made $25 an hour and then paid for everything. So I want to give a little background before we kind of discuss the article. So the girl writing the article makes $25 an hour at her marketing internship in New York City. She gets a weekly paycheck that is $750. Her rent portion is $2,100 a month. Her parents pay for that. She has $0 in student loans. She pays no health insurance. She has no phone bill. She pays for no streaming services because she is on her parents. And she pays $9.95 a month for movie pass and $40 a month for a waxing subscription. So I'm reading through the article and she kind of, it's called Money Diaries on Refine29. And she kind of gives you just a rundown of what her day looks like, what, how, what she does throughout her day, what she spends money on, and it tracks her spending. And I think at the end of the week, she ended up spending like $350, yeah. some obnoxiously low number. So that's all good. Guess what? You only spent $350. But I think that one of the things that really stood out to me, Alana, and I guess you can speak for yourself after mm-hmm. I say what stood out to me, is you're reading through this article and this girl has no almost no expenses almost zero and she is not saving a single dollar she's also so she also receives 800 a month in allowance not including the rent her parents are paying her parents are also giving her 800 a month and her grandpa wires her 300 every month so she's making around a thousand to 1100 every month not even counting the free rent and 
So again, she makes the 747 weekly from her job and then the extra 1000 a month from just her on parents top that, on yeah. top of that. So And I think the thing when I say there's she's putting $0 into savings, I don't just mean into a savings account like a, a retail banking savings account that you're going to earn 50 basis points on. I mean, she's not saving. She has the ability where she's netting basically $1,500 a month, and she's saving zero into an IRA. She's saving zero into a 401k, um, insurance, whatever it may be. She's not saving any money. I think that's what really stood out to me. Uh, Alana, I guess you can kind of elaborate on what stood out to you. Yeah, so... Again, I, I like Ray said, I think the title's a bit misleading. I agree. I thought it implied that this person, you know, is maybe is somehow making making it in New York City on $25 an hour. And I was I was curious to see, okay, what what are they what's their rent look like? What do their expenses look like? Um, you know, cuz that's a that's a nice, that's not a terrible um, hourly wage, um, but more just curious um, to see something a little more relatable and then it's not even, I don't have a problem that her family's giving her that money. You know, that's her family's uh, decision. Um, but again, like Ray said, I think I was just shocked to see that since she does have all of this extra money, there was no talk at all about investing or, you know, saving. And um, I think that's what caught my attention. And like, as a financial advisor, you know, it's not our business to know like how exactly you're making the money, whether that's from your parents or trust funds, you know, that's good for you. Um, again, it's what are you doing with that money? Um, and trying to be, I guess, just smarter with it. And so that's what to set yourself up yeah. for the future. And this isn't, this isn't going to be us just sitting here bashing this girl's article that she no. wrote. I think the reason that we brought this up, and I'll actually put a link to it in, in the description of the podcast so you can read it yourself. But the reason that we wanted to come on here and talk about this is it kind of, it, it brought about, you know, we were talking, what is good advice for young investors? What's good advice for people who just graduated college and you want to start saving, but you don't know where to get started? Or, you know, you graduated and you have some loans and you don't know if you should be paying on your loans or should you be investing that money? So we just kind of wanted to come on and give, you know, each give three or four tips that we think are really good advice for young investors. So I'll let Alana go ahead and start and we'll just kind of discuss on some of that. So I think just being curious about it is a good, you know, just start thinking about it. You know, she's 21. She's still in school, it says, and she won't have to worry about student loans as the article said so you know I don't know if you blame that on you know the education system I know Ray and I we both have undergraduate degrees and me personally not not one college class talked about investing or about saving and budgeting so I think my tip number one is um, you know even if you don't want to if you're not ready for a, a, a full service financial plan in your life just being curious about it and asking questions and having it on your radar and what you could be doing and you know what that would what that money you're saving now could look like you know when you're 50 years old and I think is a good place to start even if you're not completely ready sure that you're ready for that next step. That kind of goes right into what my first first tip was going to be for everybody is it's just get started now. I think that's the the hardest part especially for for our generation and younger investors is just the getting started because you're not going to really see the, <laughs> no pun intended, dividends 
of your investment um, pay out until later in life. And we're in such a time period now where everything is at our fingertips. We can get it when we want it, what we want, how we want. And investing is something that, you know, while there is new technology, it's, it's old school. You, you have to put the money into the account and be, be strategic and be disciplined enough to let it sit there for a while and let it accumulate. So I think that's our first tips definitely went hand in hand. It's just, you know, get started now, start doing a little bit of research, talk to financial advisors and find out what could really fit you. So I'll go with my next tip is going to be control your housing and transportation costs. So you graduate and you get this brand new job and maybe Columbus, Ohio is a little bit different. Let's say you're making $50,000 and you probably have more money than you ever had in your entire life. So you go out and you get a very expensive apartment and maybe you lease a brand new car, brand new BMW for $500 a month. Those are what I'm going to call unnecessary. There, you can still live in a very nice place and save a couple hundred bucks and still drive a very nice car and save a couple hundred bucks. I mean, Hondas are crazy nice now. It's not me endorsing Honda, but I personally like them. And guess what? They're also relatively inexpensive in comparison to other cars. So I think really taking, maybe make a spreadsheet or you know list the pros and cons of each apartment or house that you're looking at and car and really try to minimize those costs as much as possible to your liking because that's gonna give you the more free cash flow to invest and start investing in yourself. Yeah, I completely agree with Ray. I think something I noticed, and I was looking at some reviews on this article as well, and a lot of people on Twitter were sharing their opinions, and you know, a lot of people were bashing her on the amount of money she spends at Starbucks or just coffee, and you know, I, I'm agreeing with Ray in the sense that I think it's become a cliche for advisors to call, you know, younger, maybe millennials out on the amount they do spend on coffee or, I don't know, avocado toast. But, I like my frappuccinos. <laughs> yeah, we, we like our fraps. But no, I think instead of focusing on, I think it said she ended up spending $55 on coffee a month, um, which to some that might seem ridiculous, but maybe instead of hounding in on people spending saving money on Starbucks maybe look into what Ray said how can I save the 200 the $500 a month on you know housing and car payments and not being so in your face about the cliche Starbucks and avocado um, toast articles that we see all the time so I think if you can look at the bigger expenses instead of focusing on the tiny ones here and there, I think long-term is gonna have a much bigger impact than um, the little things. I agree, there's a thing called, uh, I was reading about it, it's called lifestyle creep. And it's basically, you know, when you go from your entry level to your mid-level or you go right into a mid-level and you just get all this money all of a sudden and it allows you to change your lifestyle, it's you have to find a balance between living this nicer lifestyle, which you deserve. You're making more money, you deserve it, and you should be able to spend it and do what you want but also still investing in yourself and saving for your future because a dollar now Mm -hmm. is worth more usually 10 years from now. And it's just, you know, you have to strike a balance. Yeah. So going into my next tip is take advantage of auto withdraw and auto funds for your 401k, your IRAs, your Roth IRAs, your Roth 401ks and saving strategies. 
once you get set up on that auto funding of that the, vehicle, it's going to be kind of second nature. I think that to think about funding you know, a lot. I at first, you're going to see oh, which we kind of haven't touched on enough. That I think it's kind of every I think a lot of people don't touch into this because when you're just starting, but eventually, simple give it time and you're just complex every time. You're not even going to notice too much focus when it really. Benefits you what the most. am I investing you don't even in? Notice it. What are the returns part of your dividends? lifestyle? Yada, yada, and guess what? As you start making more money, simple then you increase that complex. And as long as you are starting our, to fund a little bit more, excuse like said, to you take advantage of benefit you even more. And so just being that's curious, definitely my third tip is auto take advantage of the experimenting. The simplicity is going to beat the complex at first until you really see down the road. You know you've accumulated a nice nest egg and you can start doing some different things with that, which may be tax advantaging or you weight more towards different stocks and different sectors and bonds so i think all in all we kind of really touched on everything i think we gave you a good base to really move forward with um there's some actionable steps like i said just enroll in your auto funding or talk to a financial advisor about hey what are my other retirement options because not everybody knows what all those are so i want to thank alana for talking with talking yeah, with us for you. a couple minutes i think the uh, article is definitely an eye-opener for people so we just wanted to give you a quick little you know 15 minutes hopefully you can enjoy this and feel free to reach out to us with any questions you might have and we'll be back soon all securities through money concepts corporation member finra sipc sutherland wealth partners is an independent firm not affiliated with money concepts capital corp and no opinions expressed in this podcast should be taken as a recommendation or advice